All right, guys, welcome to this very special edition of the Lockdown Lowdown. That is very certain to fill your hearts with cheer and maybe even some great tidings of joy. Mm -hmm. Most wonderful time of the year for our leftist social justice warrior comrades. They have great cause for celebration. After all, it's been a banner year for their vendetta against Western culture and values. Uh, they canceled Dr. Seuss. They canceled Ellen DeGeneres. Johnny Depp canceled. And of course, the former president of the United States. Uh, but do you recall their most favorite cancellation of all? Every despicable man, woman, and child that is racist, sexist, transphobic, and culturally ignorant enough to celebrate, celebrate Christmas oh, How dare they? How dare they? <laughs> so joining us today, of course, as always, do I even have to introduce you? Andrew Stupart from Stupart News, everybody. Oh, yes. Here, and, ready to go. And let me just say ho, 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 and uh, Merry Christmas to all the listeners out there. And also a, a very dear friend of mine going back a long way is, uh, is Sean Whalen. John, well, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell, tell everybody about your, your background and expertise. Well, I, I would start by saying we are acquaintances at best. Uh, <laughs> your friend is a bit of a stretch. And also, I obviously disagree with everything you've said up until this, this point so far. Uh, I, I, okay, so I believe we didn't I, get off to a good start. Yeah, I, I was invited here under false pretenses. I'm not sure that uh, I agree with uh, the, the, the premise of this uh, episode. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's have it. Um, let's start off. Uh, basically, I want to talk about a few things today. Um, you know, we got all kinds of things in the news. We got a television series that's causing all kinds of, uh, problems for, for Christmas lovers. Um, we got canceling Christmas for COVID. Everybody, everybody knows about that. They're canceling horses this year. Uh, so, <laughs> and of course, we have the usual every year. There's there's always this um, this cancellation of of holiday speech. You know, you're not allowed to wish people a Merry Christmas. Um, you know, you're not allowed to to make any sort of cultural reference to the the Christian holiday of Christmas. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, everybody is obviously celebrating something. Um, so last year it was the Starbucks red cup fiasco. Oh. I'm sure you remember that, um, you know, basically instead of saying anything Christmas related on the cup, the cup is just red for just a general secular celebration of the holidays. Um, this year, uh, it's actually the EU's equality commissioner, oh. which actually makes my uh my skin crawl just saying <laughs> those words um uh, in a recently leaked guidance titled the union of equality european union leaders advise members to avoid assuming that everyone is christian uh, during the christmas season the 30-page document released by the eu equality commissioner 
in late October advised staff, not everyone celebrates the Christmas holidays and not all Christians celebrate them on the same dates. Instead of saying Christmas time, it's instead recommended that you say holiday times. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think, Stoops? I, yeah, I was reading, isn't this the one where the Pope kind of went uh, slamming back and kind of had, there's a little bit of backlash and, and kind of some reaction from the Pope? Is that what you're talking about? I think, yeah, the, the Pope did speak out on it. Obviously, yeah, that's yeah. a pretty big deal when it gets the Pope's attention. Yeah, yeah. It, made it, it made it all the way up to the Vatican. Um, you know, so here's the deal. Uh, I'm going to take a couple steps back and look 30,000 feet and go back to my original thesis. So viewers, if you listeners, I should say, if you have listened, you can definitely, or sorry, if you haven't heard these episodes, definitely go back and listen to our social socialist episode, as well as our cancel culture episode for more context. But my thesis always is, um, number one, the radical left is not quite as dangerous as the alt-right, but they're fairly dangerous, the, the radical left and the woke left, number one. And number two, cancel culture is very dangerous because it seeks to kind of creep into our current pop culture canon or our current way of life or our current way of, of affairs and kind of erase um, things that, that, that some people deem to be offensive, which I think is wrong. And I think it can be extended to this. And I'll give you a perfect example. I myself am non-religious. My dad was raised um, as an atheist, okay, and he never really believed in God or went to church. My mom was raised Catholic, um, and then my my grandfather converted to Protestant to the Protestant uh, denomination um, when when they were very little. My mom and her sisters, um, but even then, like we were not a church going family. My mom did not really like was not heavily religious um by any means in fact like i think she's become more more so non-religious now and even even knowing that myself my father and even a certain extent my mom are all basically non-religious um we still acknowledge christmas i i mean even though i may not believe in like this this savior or this figure this this powerful figure of christ who lives in all of our souls or whatever i don't believe in all that i don't believe in the church and all that sort of stuff but I still acknowledge Christmas time as a time for people to get together, have some good food, have some drink, maybe exchange some gifts, spend time with family and take a break in what's what's otherwise like literally the darkest time of the year. Like when Christmas lands, it's it's around like the, the, the time of the year when there's the least amount of sunlight. And I think it's a good time for people to like raise their spirits, no pun intended, and just like come come together and have a good time. And I and I think you can enjoy, quote unquote, Christmas without having being religious, without being religious, right? No, what you, so what you're saying, Stupart, is that uh, Christmas is a time where people of all religions can come together and worship Jesus Christ. Well, that's not exactly, that's not what I'm saying at all. I think, I think what I, I think what I, I know you're being facetious. What I'm saying is, um, I don't look at even though, yes, it's called Christmas, which has Christ's name in the fucking name of the holiday. I don't look at it. I personally don't look at it as a religious holiday. I look at it as an excuse to have some time off work, to spend time with family um, and to, and just to like, yeah, have some food and drink. And I don't think we should need to. I don't think, you know, you I don't think you have to necessarily be um a dedicated religion, you know, a dedicated Christian to appreciate the o the overall, uh, again, no pun, in, no pun intended, spirit of Christmas. All right. 
So I'm going to pass it over to, uh, to Sean Whalen here. Sean, what do you think? I mean, you know, forcing people to change the way that they talk for any reason is, is kind of icky to me. Um, I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. Like, like, do you think it's okay, you know, to basically tell people they're not allowed or, or you know, should avoid using any type of religious related speech? There's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> you, you've thrown, <laughs> thrown a lot of ridiculous claims out here. I, I, and let's start with what you just asked me where someone is not allowed to, because you please point to the person who is not allowed to celebrate Christmas or not allowed to say Merry Christmas. Can you give me one single example of someone who is not allowed to do those things? Teachers in the Toronto District School yeah. Board. Yeah, that, that's, that's well, yeah. And, and another example would be um, you know, in Quebec, you know, they banned all religious symbols in any government institution. Okay, and no, hold on. Correct, that's, correct. That's a whole other, like, uh, can of worms that we're getting into here. Well, let's you, let's said, crack open the can of worms, Sean. I, no, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. But, like, the idea that, like, someone's not allowed, like, no, there's no teacher at the Toronto District School Board who's not allowed to say Merry Christmas. Everyone can say Merry Christmas. Here's the I thing. I actually disagree. And actually, there was a teacher that was just fired in <laughs> And, uh, there was a teacher in actually in Quebec. I'm not going to say Toronto District School Board. In Quebec, there was a teacher who were who wore a hijab and was actually pulled from her position, which I think would go in line with the same line of thinking of which as as wishing someone Merry Christmas. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Oh my Lord! Dare I put, <laughs> dare I use Jesus Christ's name in this? I'm sorry, but that is a absolutely false equivalency. Uh, that, the 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 woman who was uh, fired or forced to resign. I don't know the exact details because she wore a hijab. I, I think it was um, in Quebec had nothing to do with Christmas. In fact, it was quite the opposite. It was a, a law that Quebec put into place in the name of secularism, but really it was very much targeted at Muslims. Uh, if someone is, um, is is christian they can absolutely teach in school if someone is muslim they're as part of their religion they're required to wear you know this 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 uh this head covering and as a result they can't work for the government i i'm sorry you're you're going like i'm all for arguing about christmas uh cancel culture and i got plenty of arguments to that but when you we're going out on a bit this, of a we're going yeah. on ten i'm so sorry for going on the tangent but uh you know, okay. anyway those things are anyway. not the same at all. I am, uh, I'm definitely against, I believe it's bill 21. Don't quote me yes. on that number. I think it's bill 21 could be 51 could be 31, but the, the bill that requires people to, uh, in Quebec to not have any sort of, uh, basically it's, it's a head covering, um, or else they lose their job is, is, is a law that I, I think without, I'm not a Quebecer, but I think it is steeped in, racism and i think that is a wrong law but the idea that someone can't say merry christmas i'm sorry that that is not true uh, you know you you mentioned teachers in the toronto district school board can't say merry christmas no that's false they absolutely can but listen here's the thing and this is where it comes back to i think what uh, andrew started off this sort of uh um episode with saying that like 
everyone is celebrating something around this time. And you're absolutely right. I think, if anything, it is rather convenient that we have a number of different religions that all seem to have a sacred holiday right around the month of December. If anything, that is a real coincidence. And so, sure, you could say Merry Christmas if you're a Christian. You could say Merry Christmas if you believe in Santa. But what if you don't do those two things? And keep in mind, plenty of Canadians don't. There are plenty of Jews. There are plenty of Muslims. And there are plenty of people that celebrate other holidays. And it just so happens that, you know, Ramadan and, and Kwanzaa and, and Hanukkah, like, uh, and, and, and Christmas all fall around the same time. So the idea that, like, we can't say Merry Christmas is bullshit. But if, if, if you were to come to, I'm, I'm making this argument up on the fly, so it's probably not going to be a very good argument. But if the three of us were to get together, and it happens to be Alex's birthday party, okay? And I show up and I say, oh my God, happy birthday, Alex. And then I find out Andrew's birthday is actually tomorrow. Would it be wrong for me to say, you know, happy birthday to, to both of you? Like, no, of course not. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from Alex's birthday, but why shouldn't I wish Andrew a happy birthday as well? Um, by the way, happy birthday to both of you. I'm not sure when it was or when it will be, but uh, happy birthday to both of you. Appreciate so I think that the idea it. that like, you, you, you take this like happy holidays, seasons, greetings message and say, no, that means I can't say Merry Christmas is not based in any sort of reality or fact. Happy holidays and seasons greetings are an inclusive greeting that include Christmas. And if you only want to say Merry Christmas, that's fine. Sure, you can sure. do that. No one's going to get upset. I can tell you right now, I've never met a Muslim or a Jew that would ever be offended by the idea of Merry Christmas in the same way that uh, religious Christians are offended by the idea that you would say anything other than Merry Christmas. I, I have to disagree with you. I mean, like, like, there's no question that people are offended when you, you know, it's mostly in like a corporate setting, right? Like when you work for a business, you work for, you know, like the government or something like that, you can't, like, that's where most of the res restrictions exist. You can't just say whatever you want when you have like a public facing role, right? And, and I think, I think it's, it's really weird because it wouldn't work in the opposite direction. And I, like, I, I see what you're saying that like, oh, this, you're basically trying to say that, that um, nobody is trying to stop us from saying uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah. But I think I, I cited an example right here, the EU, every year there's another corporation or somebody that has some sort of internal memo explicitly telling people do not say this and you know if your job is on the line of course you're not going to say merry christmas because it's a fairly minor thing like okay i just won't say merry christmas if it's going to appease the the powers that be yeah yeah this is a perfectly good example the eu is issuing um, an internal guidance to all of their members saying not to use Merry Christmas. And I, I think it kind of like, goes back to your, to your point about when we talked to uh, 
in our socialist episode, and I'll, and I'll even throw it back to our cancel culture episode, because this has been an ongoing theme where we talk about um, virtue signaling and corporations having to appeal to the woke left, because I, I hate to say it, but those who are on the radical left, like sort of a little bit further leaning left, um, have gotten a very loud voice. And I do, believe, I do believe very strongly in political expression and that in Canada, you should be able to express your political um, beliefs, whether you're, you're on the left, center, right. But the woke left has gotten to the point where they've, where they've like um, made their way into like the corporate culture. And all these corporations are having to bend towards the woke left and adjust their messaging for the woke left. Every, every corporation has to have a diversity and inclusion council. Every commercial you see now, I feel like there's this, like there happens to be like a tote. Remember when we talked about Jonathan, the, the token gay guy on that, on that, on that food commercial. And like, they put him in the commercial because what? he's flamboyant. No, 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 hear me out. We, they put him in the commercial and you, you had argued Alex that they put him in the commercial because he was extremely flamboyant and because they were trying to make a point that yes, we, inc we are inclusive of the gay culture in our commercials, rather than just putting in, in him in because he's a good actor who happens to be good for the role. They kind of played up his, his, his um, they took the most flamboyant guy you could possibly find and put him in that commercial to make a point that they're, that they're, that they're, that they're virtue signaling and being inclusive because the woke left wants them to be inclusive. And I think this is, this is true with, 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 with the holiday messaging as well. And one, one of the things I'm really proud, at, uh, proud of at my company is that we actually go out of our way to like wish, you know, different religions, different holidays when they come up. And that, I think that's very exciting to say, hey, you know, people at my company, happy, you know, Merry Christmas or happy Diwali, right? Diwali happened in, at Diwali's like with the, with the Indian community um it's the festival of lights right in, in in the fall and then and we also make make mention of the lunar new lunar new year for those in the chinese community or the asian community uh we make mention of you know hanukkah and and i think i think it's important that we don't dumb it down and say happy holidays um you should be able to acknowledge each one of those different holidays and say happy hanukkah happy diwali happy um merry christmas etc um so i think i think that there's definitely um, I think that the woke left cancel culture and sort of uh, um, the, the uh, yeah, I, I guess I'd say it's like the woke, the woke left has like worked its way into the corporate culture and now everyone's stepping on eggshells um, if they say anything that acknowledges Christmas. You, I, I, like, Andrew, respectfully, I think you've stepped on your own message saying that like, I, I love that we can say, you know, that we could acknowledge all these individual holidays Yes, absolutely. And then you said that, like, that we don't need to dumb it down with happy holidays like that. That is a quote from just a few seconds. Ago. Dumb it down. Like, I'm sorry, but I, I, I see someone. I, I meet someone. I have an interaction with someone. I don't know what their religious beliefs are. I don't know what holiday they may or may not celebrate. But but if I were to say happy holidays to them, I would certainly hope that they wouldn't think I was speaking down to them or dumbing it down. I think it's a it's a friendly greeting. It is inclusive. It's like open and um, you know who who on earth gets offended by happy holidays? And enough of this woke left business. <laughs> like this, I'm sorry, but cancel culture 
and the woke left, like these are the boogeyman that uh, that the right likes to invent. No one is canceling Christmas. There is no cancellation of Christmas. I I, I was in um, Ottawa last weekend and I went to Parliament Hill and on Parliament Hill in Canada's capital every night starting at 6 p.m. or something around there they have a Christmas lights show on the parliament buildings. Like we are not in some world where like is forbidden to, to, to put a, a stocking on the mantle. Don't be ridiculous. Hold on. Rome. So, so let me, okay, Alex, go ahead. Cause I got a lot. But I'll, I'll let you go. I, I will kill you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, man. Uh, go ahead. Okay. Thank you. If I may talk, please. Uh, <laughs> Rome wasn't built in a day, is what I'm trying to say. Basically, it's, you know, sure, there at this very moment in time, there may be uh, a Christmas lights show on the Parliament building. But I think the whole point of this show, it, this episode, the, the various examples of, um, you know, basically trying to pull, pull back the religion from, from society, gradually... Uh, making our society a more secular one it's it's very clear to me that what they're doing is never going to be enough right yeah, so totally. this totally. year this year we're going to stop people from saying this next year there's going to be something else that's maybe even less offensive but we're going to stop people from yeah. doing that totally. and, it, and totally. gradually and, and mark my words, there will come a time, probably in the next few years, where we will no longer have Christmas lights on the parliament buildings. 100%. That is definitely on the chopping block, my friend. And Alex, I couldn't agree with you more. It's one of those things, it's, and you've noticed this, like when, when new governments, when, when, you, when you're looking at a, a country where um, they've elected a new um, leader and that leader wants to make sweeping changes. They're never sweeping changes. They're gradual changes, right? Whenever you see, even, even like in a, in a, in a, um, I'm trying to think here. Yeah. Like whenever, whenever we, we, when you see a, a society shift, let's say to more towards the left, right? Like, and I'm talking totalitarian left, I'm talking far like communist, it's always like gradual, right? It's like these things always happen gradually because if you did these things swiftly, there would be a revolt. But if you do them very gradually, then people slowly start to agree to one little small change at a time. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Like small changes eventually? It's the boiled frog analogy. Exactly. Yeah. You're much better at saying it than I am. But yeah, it's basically small changes leading up to like, and when you look 10 years down the road, you're going to see a whole new society. And I think the danger is that with the woke left, uh, I, I do have to strongly just and respectfully, but strongly disagree, um, Sean, that there is definitely a, a radical woke left um, that has gone into policing our language. They've taken steps to police our language and police our television. And if you listen to our social socialist um, radical left episode, or if you listen to our cancel culture episode, which can which we, you can find on our Spotify channel, um, it's it's the the woke the woke left has started to again work its way not in, not only into corporation into the corporate atmosphere the corporate cultures that, that that we mentioned earlier, but also into the media. And there is actually in addition to what you had mentioned, Alex, about about the EU and about the the Pope and all that. 
there's actually been a lot of calls to um, call, uh, cancel different Christmas carols and Christmas movies as well. And, and I know you probably have it later on your list, so I don't, um, I'll leave it to you, Alex, to like moderate and figure out where you want to throw it in. But just, I just want to briefly mention uh, off the top that It's a Wonderful Life has been criticized, which is a Christmas classic. It is a Christmas classic. Um, our parents grew up on It's a Wonderful Life and that's, there's, you know, the woke left is, is looking to cancel that. And then baby, it's cold outside. People are comparing that to like rape culture and saying that there's like, that there's rape messages in that song. Like, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like that it, we're, we're on such a, we're on such a dangerous slippery slope when it comes to the woke kind of the woke left, like we're weaseling their way into our media and trying to cancel anything that they might may find offensive. There are a lot of movies that I find offensive, but I don't think I want to like, I don't want to get them erased from Crave TV or from, or from, or from cable television. I just want to, I, I accept the fact that there are going to be songs, movies, video games, uh, you know, culture out there that I may find offensive, but that doesn't mean it shouldn't exist. All right. That, that was a really good point. Thank you for... Uh, that was a terrible point. That was a, okay, that was a Sean, point. jump in, buddy. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. No, no, no. What do you got to say to that? What do you got to say? Like, absolutely. Like, first of all, like, I, I, I disagree with the whole premise of your argument, this idea that, like, Christmas is under attack when people are saying, hey, wouldn't it be nice instead of just saying Merry Christmas if we if we actually invited other people to the same party and you're sitting here saying, oh, it's a slippery slope. Next thing you know, there won't be a Christmas tree. Okay, like, <laughs> sure. Let's imagine that there is no Christmas tree. There's going to be something. We're still going to be celebrating a holiday. Like in, in your like doomsday scenario, it's not like you still can't be happy and have joy in, in the holidays. You're just like, oh my God, I can't believe it. We have to say happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas. Life's so yeah. hard for me. That, no, that, that is a problem. The fact that you have to say anything yeah. is a problem. Totally. Which you don't. You made that up. And by the way, all the things you just said about like people being upset about uh, these different movies and stuff. And and I will say, baby is cold outside. Like if you listen to the lyrics, it is a little rapey. Like you have to admit, it's a a little <laughs> rapey. Um, but but at the end of the day, like you're you're acting like these things are are like we're not allowed to watch them or anything. No, fuck, like you could you could put yeah. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street on on any streaming service right now and 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 watch it. And 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 this idea of like oh, but you know it's a slippery slope. Oh, come on, you're being ridiculous. And, and back to what uh, Alex said about the EU thing about how the EU came out with this decree or whatever it was saying like we shouldn't say Merry Christmas. Let's be clear, the exact quote, because you sent me the article and I read it and I enjoyed reading it. And even though I read it from a fairly biased news source, the fact is, the <laughs> quote from it was... Sorry, just for the record, that, that is the Daily Wire. Daily Wire, I, you, I couldn't get, you couldn't get more left-wing, you can't get more left-wing progressive than the Daily Wire, right? I don't think that's entirely true, but in any case... I was being sarcastic, the, man, I was being sarcastic. The, okay, fair enough. The exact quote was, not everyone celebrates the Christian holidays. Like, how can we not just acknowledge that? Like, and, and I, by the way, let's also point out the fact that there are three white men 
having this discussion right now. True. This That's is true. definitely like without question, this is already a very biased conversation. Extremely biased. I don't yes. disagree so, with you there. Cancel yeah. the lockdown loadout. Cancel the lockdown loadout, oh guys. And Goodness forbid that three white men have a discussion on a recording, guys. Come on. No, I I agree. I do think we should cancel the lockdown loadout. Again, I was I was invited here <laughs> under false pretenses. Cancel everything. This is ridiculous. Uh, okay, I gotta I gotta say one thing here. First of all, I have a I have a neighbor across the street. She's from Lebanon. In Ottawa, there is a very large Le Lebanese community. Every year, she celebrates Ramadan and. Uh, she, you know, she frequently brings food over to my house. Um, there's something about Lebanese people where they just like love giving food to their neighbors. And I'm a very gracious recipient of that. Um, and she always comes over and she says, you know, happy Ramadan. You know, like she's like so excited. And I am so excited for her. Yeah. Uh, and when she says happy Ramadan to me, um, I say happy Ramadan back. I am I am like so uh, excited at that time of the year, even though I don't I don't celebrate it. I don't yeah. I don't starve myself during the day or anything like that. But I know when it's you know when it's that time of year yeah. because she comes around and reminds me. But um, <laughs> with the food, I, I appreciate the fact that she reminds me that it's Ramadan and. Um, and I also worked in a, a sales organization where all of the owners were um, were Jewish, and for them the big the big celebration is Yom Kippur, mm -hmm. uh, which does not happen uh, during the Christmas holidays. It happens mm -hmm. in the summer or something like that. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I remember the feeling around the office. It was like it felt like a second. Christmas, you know, it was an, mm -hmm. that exciting, sort of heartwarming feeling. You know, you're just happy. You're just happy that it's their time of year to celebrate. And I just, I can't imagine a world where I could say to somebody, um, "I'm sorry, please don't wish me a, a happy Yom Kippur," because I find that very offensive. That you would assume that I'm Jewish. Or please don't wish me a happy Ramadan, because I find that very offensive. And not everybody celebrates this during this time of year. If I were ever to say that, even you, Sean Whalen, you would have to admit that is a bigoted, uh, racist, neo-Nazi thing to say. Yeah, I think you're going a little far on <laughs> bigoted, racist, neo-Nazi. But... But you're you are making up a false scenario. I would like, please explain to me the the situation in your life where you've said Merry Christmas to someone and they have replied and said that's offensive. You can't because it's never happened. And 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 again, this is where I say like like you are sorry. Your uh, sorry. Your neighbor. You said they celebrate uh, Ramadan. Is that what you said? Uh, Ramadan. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so they say Ramadan, happy Ramadan to you. You say the same thing to them and you move on with your day. Let me tell you, they don't give a second thought if you were to say to, th to them. And I hate, I hate, by the way, I hate saying them like I'm painting an entire, you know, religion or, or race with some sort of uh, uh, brush here. I'm not, but I can tell you right now that there is no 
um, person who celebrates Ramadan that if you were to wish them a Merry Christmas, they would be offended. You like, and I don't mean you, Alex or Andrew, but you white, you know, in this case, often conservative people made this up as something that someone's offended to. No one's offended. Give me an example where someone has said, how dare you? How dare you say Merry Christmas to me? Toronto You've District never been in that situation. Toronto that has District never Report. happened. Let me just, let me jump in really quick. I, I don't have like particular stats in front of me, but uh, having read, I, I, I've been looking into like, I've been actually watching a lot of videos and doing a lot of like research and reading a lot of articles and, and, and posts about different political issues, especially about this whole cancel culture and the woke, you know, left and whatever, and, and virtue signaling, all this stuff. So I've been reading up on all these different things. And, and, and often I come across articles that talk about how school boards, you know, teachers are always stepping on eggshells because they don't want to say the wrong thing. They don't want to teach the wrong thing. And we've seen it with, with teachers who are teaching critical race theory in schools, CTR, sorry, CRT. And now we're, and we've also seen it with, with teachers who, and again, I'm not for or against, I'm not for or against um, critical race theory. Like, I'm not saying you should either teach it or not. Like, I think it's, it's very complex and I'm not like, I'm actually not against it at all. I think that there's validity to it. I'm just saying that a lot of teachers are getting a lot of backlash from parents now for what they should be saying, what they shouldn't be saying. And I wouldn't want to be a teacher right now because it's so easy to get in trouble for saying not, you know, not treating your, your, all the kids like they're like, they're perfect and that every kid should get a trophy and you have to be so soft on these kids, like even compared to when we were in school. And then, and then on top of that, you have cancel culture erasing certain books that they can read or that they can um, acknowledge in classrooms, like To Kill a Mockingbird, for example, which the state of California, which actually the state of California is a very progressive state, actually restricted studies of To Kill a Mockingbird, even though the whole point of the book is to talk about um, horrible things like segregation and racism in the South. And then on top of these things, another layer on the cake is that teachers get in trouble when they acknowledge Christmas in schools, and that's common knowledge. I can't believe you brought critical race theory into this. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Like, <laughs> like even just, so you know what? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna ignore the comments on critical race theory. I wanna actually go back to something you're just that- gonna ignore every, you're, gonna cancel, you're gonna cancel every... my comments because you find them offensive, right, Sean? No, no, I'm, listen, and that's the other thing. It, like, you love saying cancel, everything's cancel, cancel this, cancel that. Like, no one's canceling anything. I'm sorry, like, straight yeah. white man, you can still say whatever you want, but guess what? Everyone else can judge you for it. That's That's not- that's not cancel culture. That's just like reality. Like if you say something and, and you, like if I were to, I don't know, like in front of the both of you, I were to like tell my my lovely wife, who's absolutely lovely. If I were to like in front of both of you, I've just told my wife, I was like, you're a stupid bitch. You guys would be like, wow, Sean's a real asshole. And that would be a right, you know, thing to assume in that scenario. I, by the way, I'm not calling my wife a, a anything. She's wonderful. But like, obviously you should judge people on the things that they say and the opinions that they have. And, and that's what I hate about this idea about cancel culture being like, oh, you say something bad and everyone cancels you. No, you say something and people have absolutely every right to judge you like on that. Um, but hang on, now I'm getting off on my own little tangent here. I want to go back, like put critical race theory aside, put my, <laughs> my lovely wife aside um, going back to like earlier on, like Alex was talking about 
the EU's equality commissioner and saying that that's a title that makes your skin crawl. And I want to like, this is where I'm like, Alex, the title is the equality commissioner, someone who is for their whole job is to promote equality among everyone. How have on earth could that possibly make your skin crawl? Have you ever read any George or Orwell? Uh, okay. I think one of my favorite lines from Animal Farm is that all animals are equal, except some animals are more equal than others. Yeah, I'm um, sorry, I but like one I, of the most br brilliant lines ever written. In, I can't in a have a I can't have a, a a realistic argument with someone who wants to quote you know Animal and 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 uh, and George Orwell. Like like if you if you're gonna sit here, like sure I could. I can start quoting Star Wars. Like, that, that please no do, sense. please do. Well, we both we're all Star Wars fans here, along with Will Mallory. So I'm sure he would be very happy yeah. to hear you talk about Star Wars. I can tell you, Andrew, you would school me on any sort of Star Wars conversation. I can't, I can't play that game. So I, I chose the wrong example to give. <laughs> um, okay, well, I, I, I love, I love the discussion about this. I. You know, in fear of, of going around in circles, I want to sort of move on to the next topic um, that we had in mind. Um, you know, so so very recently, uh, this uh, I think in the past couple of months, an eight-part television series, Santa Inc., was <laughs> released on HBO Max and Crave TV. Um, so this television series was uh, released by two preachy alleged comedians, uh, Seth Rogen and Sarah Silverman, who basically, in my opinion, tried to score some easy points with the left and produced a comedy series as uh, uh, described as rated R with a touch of feminism. Um, this show uh, overtly peddles critical race theory, uh, <laughs> proclaiming Santa Claus, um, you know, Santa has mostly been a white man's game. Um, you know, basically, this show is peppered with uh, cheap violence, gore, uh, and sexual content. Um, you know, it's and and it's received an average audience score on Rotten Tomatoes of three percent, an IMDb rating of one point one percent. Yeah. Um, you know, basically, this show. It's it's a major criticism of of Christianity and Christmas, and it's really interesting to me to see how badly it's done with a general audience. And I think it's I think it in a way it's kind of encouraging because um, it sort of reminds us that even though we see all of these uh, you know opinion pieces in the news every year uh, you know about uh, you know about all this stuff at the end of the day people aren't buying it and people want want hollywood's hands off of their celebration um, you know people people just want to enjoy their holidays and enjoy christmas and pretend that there's nobody that is seething, hating their guts for uh, for practicing a Christian religion uh, during a very special time of year. Okay, like, <laughs> like 
I'm sorry, but that is what you just said is so hypocritical. You are talking about this movie, which I, I've never heard of this movie before. I love Sarah Silverman. Who, who else is in it? Uh, Seth Rogen, Sarah Seth Silverman. Rogen. God, yeah, I love both of those people. Neither um, of them are talented. But- <laughs> oh, wow, okay, all right. Well, that's that's a whole other podcast. But we're talking about uh, this this you know show or movie with Sarah Silver and Seth Rogen that, by your own account, has received a dire, disgusting rating on IMDb and and from critics. Which dare I say? Does that not sound like it's been canceled? Yeah, it does. I, and, so, I, and I think that's that's kind of the silver lining to this story. It's like people that go a little too far with it and maybe are a little too preachy about it are, yeah. are being canceled. And I don't, no, I don't think that's, I, respectfully, I don't think that's what it is at all. I think I think, again, this is where you make a piece of art and some people like it and some people don't. And and that's it. And the idea, like, and we have like, first of all, I'm trying really hard to focus on this Christmas cancel culture uh <laughs> fable that you that you've created this podcast about. Um, because like I truly believe that cancel culture in its like in its uh, uh what's the right word? Like like at its core, cancel culture as we call it, is a bunch of bullshit as well. And I think that you can look at cancel culture and say like, no, like you create something and people have the opportunity to make their own decisions, whether to support it or not, whether that's a product, whether that's a, a, a whether that's a saying, whether that's a piece of art, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You, you have the opportunity. I, and I think back to like, if I could give a, uh, I've criticized you both for going off on tangents already tonight. Go off on a tangent, man. On, a tangent? Uh, on this show, dude, honestly, <laughs> on this show, Alex knows, like, I go off on tangents all the time. It is just part of the podcast. Go on that fucking tangent, my friend. All right. No you go for it. Hog wild. <laughs> Come along on a journey with me on this beautiful tangent. But I, I think back to, like, uh, the, I think it was the early years of Trump. I don't have this stuff in front of me. Uh, I keep seeing Alex read from his notes, which is upsetting. I didn't come. Just I didn't come here with notes. Trump, you just invoke the name of Trump. Now oh, that. Dear. <laughs> oh my dear. god! You just now opened up a conversation. You just opened up a, tr- a Trump conversation with with Alex. Right. So be careful. To be fair, it's not about Trump, but it, it's about the fact that, and I can't remember what it was. I don't remember the details. You'll have to you'll have to Google it to to make sure that I'm even speaking truth here, but. It was something about, I think it was Sean Hannity or, or one of those Fox News hosts like did something crazy and which they do regularly. And uh, and again, I can't even remember the company, but I, I want to say it was like uh, Tassimo or one of those like pod coffee like brands pulled their advertisements and all these Republicans in the United States are like, screw you if you won't pay for an ad to run on my favorite sean hannity show then i'm going to light your tassimo on fire i I can't remember if it was tassimo maybe it was some other pod uh, thing and so they they did this thing where they they like they like put i don't know explosives in their coffee makers and blew it up and put it on social media and it was it was this whole thing 
and and then and I think another example of when uh, Nike uh, hired um, oh god, what's the it's upsetting I can't remember his name. Um, the football player who the first like took a took a knee to the uh, anthem. Uh, God, help me out, guys. So, uh, yeah, what's his name with the big hair? The guy. He, yes, big <laughs> hair. Oh, this is so upsetting <laughs> for me. Okay, I, it, it'll come to me later. But when Nike like decided to sponsor him, and all these people started posting videos of them burning their their nike shoes on social media like all these conservatives that are like how dare nike support someone who thinks that we shouldn't you know kill black people i i guess i need to burn my shoes that i've already bought from nike and already paid for like i'm sorry but like all of that is the definition of cancel culture and we could sit here and say whether cancel culture is right or wrong or not, mm -hmm. but the idea that, uh, that, that can, and I, again, I don't want to paint with a broad brush, but very often you, know, you never paint with a, you never paint with a brush. <laughs> a fine. Yes. A very careful brush. The, the idea that conservatives and I'm pointing to both of you right now are, are sitting here saying cancel culture is this like rampant thing that we need to get under control but I'm sorry, conservatives are guilty of cancer culture too. And, and dare I say that if you don't like the idea that Tassimo, I don't even think it's Tassimo, but some other pod coffee brand says, like, if you're going to pull your advertising from, uh, I, I, and I also can't remember if it's Sean and Andy or one of the other Fox uh, hosts, if you're going to pull your advertising, then I'm not going to buy your coffee machine anymore, or your coffee pods anymore. Or if you're going to support something I don't agree with, then I'm not going to buy your shoes anymore. Like as much as I would like to criticize that, that is just the free market deciding. That is just people exercising their freedom to choose what products to buy and what products to not. The, the idea that that's cancel culture and that, oh, you say something so you might get canceled. No, you say something and you should be judged appropriately for it. If I were to sit here and say like Hitler is a great guy, which I do not think, by the way, then I would expect to be judged on that. And I would expect to potentially lose my job based on that or friends or family or whatever it is. Because if I'm saying these things, then I should be judged on the things I say, the things I do, the things that I, you know, um, pr promote or, or, or project. So, so yeah, yeah I, I, I think I think what you're you're getting at has an, a very small element of truth to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god! The, the reality is, I think, Alex, I are think you reading? Is that part well, of your notes as well? Did you just read whatever Sean says has a small element of truth? Did you make a note of that before <laughs> this podcast even started? <laughs> okay, uh, what what I'm trying to say is that is, is that I think what what Stupert and I are both saying is that cancel culture is. It, I think it is real. I mean, the it's two of us are in sure. agreement. Obviously, you you don't agree that it's real. No, but no, no. Hold, hold on. The matter is, like, there is a there is a mob mentality yes. um, that takes yes. place because of because of social media and things like that. Like, like I, I'm not saying that it's okay for the right um, to gang up on a certain business any more than it's okay for the left 
to gang up on a certain business. I mean, you and I would obviously disagree on, on you know, how frequently it happens on the left compared to the right. Um, but <laughs> I think the, the point is still um, that, that we're saying that it's, it's becoming something that's just endemic in, in our society where as soon as anybody does anything, even, and, and it's really the minor stuff, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. obviously somebody rapes someone, um, that's a big wow. deal. But if Aziz and Zari goes on an awkward date with someone and we need to cancel Aziz and Zari and stop watching his comedy videos because he had an awkward date with a woman, um, I, I don't know. I got like, I feel like, you know, we're just like going overboard oh, and, sure. and, it's not, and it's not a natural thing. I think it's something that's caused by the new social dynamic created by social media. Yeah, totally. Alex, and I'm going to jump in because I'm, I'm getting very passionate here as, as I'm hearing you. And Sean, respectfully, and I, and I think we actually see, we have seen some common ground. So it's not like Alex and I are ganging up on you or anything. Uh, I think we just have some, some clear differences of opinion here, which is fine. Um, but respectfully, I'm actually not conservative. I am center. You keep saying conservatives like you guys. Um, I'm actually well, center, and I, I believe in common I, sense. I, I, I'm just I'm judging the book by its cover. Okay, and so its let, me, cover. Let, me, let, me unravel, let me unravel. Let me open this book to page number two so you don't just judge me on the surface. Uh, no, let's, the, let's go to page 50. Let's, let's, let's go, go let's, to page 15 or 20 yeah. of this of this novelette over here, and, uh, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll set some things straight. So number one, I am centered. There's actually a lot of very progress. I have a lot of very progressive progressive beliefs, generally speaking, where I would align myself with, say, if you had to look at like party wise, I would align in, in a lot of different ways. I would align myself, especially socially um, leaning with with, say, the NDP or the or the liberals. But then there are other things where I would definitely associate myself with the conservatives and me uh, uh, and that sort of thing. So I am definitely center. I'm not really left or right. Number one. Number two. Um, I think that I have to kind of back up Alex's sentiments here that in the last little while, it definitely overwhelmingly has been the woke quote unquote, uh, left that has been like pushing this cancel culture on our popular, um, on our popular culture are on our national anthem on our you know cinematic history Whoa. All these, all these, hold on all these the national things. anthem on the national anthem do you not remember when they changed the lyrics to the national anthem from oh, in all my on. sons command to and all of critic? us command? oh my god like i'm sorry but i like I, I hate to be the only adult in the room right now <laughs> but um they didn't change the lyrics um from the original to all of us command the original lyrics did not say all thy sons command that was a ch- I, I, if you look it up the, the national anthem I, I think the lyrics changed actually like three or four times true, true so it's great that like we're like oh my god i can't believe the the woke left changed but the why lyrics did they change recently because why don't we instead of just making the lyrics about 50 percent of the country why don't we make it about a hundred percent of the country like what this is what you're arguing with i wholeheartedly disagree with that me too man me too oh my god okay let me just say this okay we can't we're gonna have to change the title of this podcast this is not appropriate anymore we've gone down (laughs) 
far too many rabbit holes. And and frankly, this is like I, I'm I'm here for the the rest of the evening. We can do six hours if we need to. Uh, by the end of this, I I still will probably not have convinced anyone differently. But I'm willing to give it my best shot. So lucky lucky for you, there is no uh, there is no time limit. And sorry, I don't want to talk everybody talking over everybody because it is Zoom and it doesn't really work well with that. So let me just get this point out. Entire uh, entire generation of our sons were lost in World War One, And then again, another entire generation of our sons were lost in World War Two, And that is what that line is about. And then to, to basically be looking at it from Justin Trudeau's perspective in 2021, somebody who has never lifted his limp wrist to do any manual labor, let alone fight overseas, um, and decide that it's sexist to refer to our sons um, is despicable. And I think that he should resign over that one thing alone. Oh my God. Like you, woo, first woo. of all, no, like Justin Trudeau did not go in front of like the, the people of Canada and say, this line is sexist. I believe it was an MP who, if I, and this is where I'm going to, I'm going to make mistakes, but if I, if I'm anywhere close to correct, it was an MP who I believe was even dying. And it was like his, his like dying wish was to change this line to be more inclusive um and and, and this is where whatever you your your 1967 I, listeners can can google it themselves <laughs> um and, and, and like it was something where they said like you know this guy was like listen we couldn't make this more inclusive and i'm sorry again the idea that like oh it's a sacred thing and we change this perfect thing I'm sorry. It's three words. We only sing it when we go to a goddamn hockey game. Who cares what the words are? I love the Canadian <laughs> anthem. I love Canada. I'm a very proud Canadian. The 2010 Olympic Winter Games were the the best days of my life, and, and, and like, and I fully support all those things. But the idea that like, oh, we changed four words, and like now, now it's no longer sacred is just four, four of the most important words in now, the entire. It is not the four most important words. We're not cha we're not taking away Remembrance Day and making it, you know, every one day. Like, don't be ridiculous. Practically, I think practically. I'm sorry. This is absurd. This is utterly okay. Absurd. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in again because you know I please, never I never do. have I always have a, a total lack of, of opinions on any subject, right, Alex? No, seriously, no. no. I'm gonna I'm gonna open this up and I'm gonna I'm gonna do a callback to our cancel culture episode, but I will tie it back into the Christmas movies and and the Christmas carols. So just bear with me. Um, I think it is a very dangerous slope. And something that I said in the in our original cancel culture episode from about six months or seven months ago is that I think that we should have a very diverse writer's room, and I am very progressive. I I thought that the show, the or, uh, Orange is the New Black, um, who happened to be created by a, a woman of color, was a very was a wonderful show that showcased um, real issues with with you know that that women in the, in the penal system are facing from all different walks of life. And I love progressive um, films, whether it's on Netflix or Crave. And I love original works that are that are done by diverse writers. And I think we need more diverse works on these streaming services 
100% love the diversity, but that doesn't mean that that gives us the license or the permission to go back and change um, original works. And I think it was actually disrespectful to the lyricists. Now, I know that maybe can't, the national anthem is not the exact best um, example because yes, this goes back against some of the, uh, the original versions, but to your point, Sean, I will acknowledge that there have been different versions of the national anthem. It wasn't just this one occasion, so I will give you that. But I think when we see places, again, like California, who is you know, very, a very progressive state, canceling To Kill a Mockingbird rather than, than, um, than taking it uh, you know, at what it should be, which is a comment on these horrible things that happened in the South, we're on a very, we're on a very dangerous slope right? Where we going, we're going back and canceling um, the, the works of original authors or lyricists or poets or whatever, artists, if you will. And I think it's dangerous with Christmas carols as well. I grew up, you know, we, I was actually in the choir when I was in grade school and like, goodness forbid, we sang some Christmas carols and like, or, or goodness forbid, like I, I listened to, you know, uh, uh, I watched a YouTube video of, of Baby It's Cold Outside. Like, yeah, there's a little bit of like, of suggestive language in there, but at, for God's sake, it's been, the, the song wasn't written this, you know, this decade, you know, it was written a long time ago. And there is a little bit of suggestion around, like, maybe she's trying to be flirtatious and maybe she does truly want to stay with this guy for the night, but she's playing hard to get is, is the way that a lot of people look at it. He's not actually trying to rape her with, with, a, with, he's not like he's crushing up roofies and putting in her fucking drink. It's he wants her to stay and she's like society is telling her not to stay, but there's a little part of her that wants to stay because but she's just playing hard to get a little bit. And I think that's a pure example of the of the woke left trying to break down our 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 favorite Christmas movies and our favorite Christmas carols. All right. We need to take a drink every time one of you two <laughs> says woke left because it's absurd. It's absurd. <laughs> and by the way, just to be clear. Baby, it's cold outside. Is one of my favorite, you know, holiday songs. Dare I? <laughs> it, it, it's one of my. It's one of my favorite Christmas songs. Holiday. Christmas songs. <laughs> so I'm just. Uh, it is. Joking. It's a great song. But like, I mean, by 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 the 2021 lens, it you you have to agree that maybe there's a few words, a, few, a bit of language that might be a little problematic, and also that's okay. Like, I think that we can look at, um, you know, whatever. I Like the original, I, I'm trying to bring this back to Christmas here. The original Miracle on 34th Street and, and, and other films and say like, yeah, sure, there's there's no diversity there. There, there, there are some things that are that are problematic. I, I remember when, when uh, Netflix, I think, bought the rights to the Friends franchise. And, you know, and, and there was a big thing about saying like that this is, this show is is there's there's all sorts of problems with it and and there are and that's okay and we we don't have to say you know that this that this show was was you know uh whatever was awful was racist was was misogynistic was, you should never be shown again i mean maybe it shouldn't also that's fine too if i never watch an episode of friends again i'll be okay but um but i think it's i think it's okay to look at a a show from years ago and say like, yeah, this was, this was not how we do things today. I mean, I look at myself, you know, I'm, I'm a 38 year old uh, man who's, who's, you know, been fortunate uh, in my life. I, I have had privilege as a, 
as a straight white, you know, cisgender uh, man. I, I acknowledge that. That doesn't mean I'm a bad person because of that, but I do acknowledge those things. And also at the same time, I can look back in my life, you know, 10 years ago and say, if, if I did a podcast 10 years ago, thank, you know, the sweet baby Jesus Santa Claus, there wasn't podcasting 10 years ago. Um, if there was, I probably would have said some stuff I would regret today. And 10 years from now, I'm probably going to regret being on this podcast. I might regret it tomorrow, actually. For the <laughs> Uh, but that's, that's okay. Maybe you're already regretting it. I don't <laughs> already yeah. regretting it. No, yeah. and I and I well Alex, before I before I run my mouth again, did you want to jump in and, and counter anything yeah. that said? I, I mean I've I've already made uh, my points in a previous podcast about about baby it's cold outside, but you know, I I, I think I do agree with you, Sean. Like obviously there are you know, many uh, movies in the past that, you know, that blatantly show people dressed up in blackface, uh, you know, making a, a mockery of, of African-American men. And, you know, even, even the way that like some of my favorite, uh, you know, artists of the early 19th century with like um, uh, Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack, the way that they would make fun of Sammy Davis Jr., um, you know, I look back at some of that old footage and it's like, it, it's cringy. It's cringy and, yeah. and it, it certainly is not something that should be replicated today. Um, so I, I do agree with you. Um, however, I think that something like Baby It's Cold Outside is, again, going too far. Yeah. And, it's, yeah. and it's something that's caused by, you know, uh, social media and extreme leftist journalism, yeah. um, ex extreme leftist uh, commentary, um, you know, access to the media, basically publishing things, uh, you know, hating on favorite, you know, favorite Christmas tunes like this one. Um, it's just going too far. I think that, you know, you, it's kind of like a Rorschach test, like, like an inkblot test, right? Like you, you look at this inkblot test and you see whatever it is you think you see. And someone could listen to that song and say, I think I hear a guy that wants to rape this woman mm. against Bill. Mm. Um, and I don't think you would be wrong if you heard that. Another person might say, I think I hear a guy hitting on a beautiful woman who has a lot of family values and, you know, is maybe concerned about how the world will look at her if she stays the night with him. But really, he wants an opportunity to start a blossoming relationship, and there's no better time to do it than, you know, during the romance and festivities of Christmas yeah, time. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's two different ways that you could look at it, yeah. and neither person would be wrong, and that is the nature of art itself. For sure, man. And I and before I hand it back to Sean for a rebuttal, I just wanted to quickly interject and say I 100% I back that art is, by definition, whether it's an art film or a song or even a pop culture movie, it is, there is subjectivity 
And, and again, we're all entitled to our preferences. You know, some people may be science fiction fans. Some people are not. Some people are action fans or whatever. And that's and, and I love having, you know, a diverse group of friends who are into all different types of art or, or film or, or literature. But I think I think where it gets taken to the next level is is people try to get things taken off television or uh, or out of the mainstream, um, uh, you know, um, popular popular culture canon. I think it's when they say, well, I disagree, you know, I disagree with this, you know, the line that someone said in this movie or, or whatever, and then they're trying to get it taken off of different cable networks or trying to get people not to sing these songs or show, show a video of someone singing a song on TV or whatever. It's when we're actually trying to actually erase these things from our existence rather than just saying, I don't, I don't happen to like this. Right. I think we can all say that there is a lot of again, there's a lot of movies that I hate, but I don't want to see. I don't think it's necessary to take them off air. Right. I, yeah, I agree with you. I think there's like plenty of examples of that. Obviously, Sean, you, you do disagree with us, uh, you know, on this point. And and I I think that that, you know, saying that nobody is trying to cancel Christmas or nobody is trying to, um, you know, nobody is trying to prevent people from watching or listening to these things. I think that's cognitive dissonance. I, I, I think you're, oh I think you're imagining things. That's a, that's absurd. Like you, like you, you, like the only examples you've given me of someone trying to, uh, you know, disagree with your point of view is, is this idea that there's this, uh, and I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, loosely quote you on this, this social media justice warrior, you know, woke left, yada, yada, yada. You're making this up. You're making up a villain here that I don't think really exists. No one has told you you can't put your Christmas tree up. No one has told you you can't put your stockings under the mantle. No one has told you you can't put cookies out. You know, we, in every small town across this entire country, they have a Santa Claus parade. And, and and that's fine. And we could do all those things. Wouldn't it be nice if like, and I'm serious, this is a serious question. Wouldn't it be nice though, if we had a, like, let's take the Santa Claus parade. All right. And let's multiply it and let's bring everyone in and have a, you know, some sort of a holiday parade where the, the Jews and, and the, and the Muslims and, 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 and like, and the, the, uh, the Indians. And, and I mean, that is South Asian people, like everyone can come and celebrate this like one special you know event like why does it need to be like hold on christmas is our thing no one else can play with it it's a special thing well and, uh, then it becomes this this i always give this example when i talk to alex about cancel culture if we continue to think that way and and don't get me wrong i i do see where you're coming from and i see kind of the points you're trying to make and and um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that if we continue in the direction that we are in terms of like trying to quote unquote cancel or erase or get these certain shows or songs or media or art um, off the airwaves or out of circulation or whatever, basically trying to say, I don't want to run this on my state network or whatever. If we move in that direction, all we're going to see on TV in 10 years is Sesame Street and Care Bears, right? <laughs> and, and I think, and I think I, I can use that no. example if... Uh, we're like, making we're, I think people are trying to make TV too safe in the same way that if we put all these 
if we yeah. put all these religions into First, one into one parade, it would just make everything too safe, and it would be it would just be this big blob of celebration. When I think you should have, like, if you want to have like a parade for Santa Claus, or if you want to celebrate Diwali, or if you want to celebrate Hanukkah, or if you want to, like, you should acknowledge those things, and 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 maybe you should keep them separate. I don't want a giant parade for all things. If you want to have a Santa Claus parade, have a Santa Claus parade. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, like, let's also be real here parades are maybe the most ridiculous thing ever like i feel like if aliens came to earth <laughs> and, and they're like so hang on a second like a few days before december 25th you guys line the streets and we, we you guys put these paper mache you know floats together and everyone comes from miles around and like it's absurd parades are ridiculous so <laughs> I, I'm, I'm i'm not going to die on the hill of defending any parade regardless of what it's for it, it, it's ridiculous but I, but i will say this like um you know like uh, andrew i think what you said about like sure we can have all these you know different uh, ways to celebrate each different holiday is is a fair point but we don't we don't have that we, we do not have kwanzaa parades we do not have ramadan parades we don't have any of these things we we live in a uh, um, a country that has dare i say oppressed you know other um religions that are not uh, christian you, you mentioned before about like the pope being up upset that that the uh the EU equality officer or whatever the title was said like, Hey, maybe we should be, you know, cognizant of people who don't, you know, that aren't Christian. Of course the Pope's upset about that. That's, that's bread and butter. The, the, the Pope only makes money if everyone buys into the idea of, of Christianity. I mean, like at the end of the day, I'm sorry, but the church is a business. Sure. You could say it's nonprofit and everything else. I can tell you, it certainly doesn't pay taxes, but it, it is a business and it is one of the richest entities, you know, on the planet. So I, so I'm not sure that I, I, uh, that I, that I think that in any way, Christianity or Christmas more specifically is under attack, uh, by the idea that why don't we just be more inclusive? Um, and that said, you know, I, I think it was Alex who said, you know, you, you see something and you see what you want to see. And I think, I think in many ways, this is perhaps an example of, you know, three, as I said before, you know, white men seeing what they want to see. And perhaps we should put ourselves in the shoes of someone who is of a different belief, who is of a different culture, who is of a different religion, a different, you know, cultural uh, or, or uh, uh, you know, um, uh, ethnic background and, and perhaps try to see where we could actually be more open. And, and it, dare I say, I don't want to, this is not going to be the last thing I say, I'm going to have plenty more arguments, but the idea that Christmas is anything other than inclusive. I, I, I love Christmas. Christmas is great. I get together with all my, you know, family. I often get together with my friends beforehand. We celebrate, we share a few gifts, we have a meal, we have drinks. It's, it's fun. So why on earth are we worried about the idea that Christmas is being canceled instead of saying Christmas could bring other people to, to the party, the holidays could bring other people to the party. I, I would love to have a holiday party that includes, you know, all of these other traditions and, uh, and people, I mean, uh, you know, I, I have friends that celebrate all these different 
uh, things. And, uh, and yeah, why shouldn't we involve all of those uh, traditions and, and cultures in the same party that, that is near and dear, I think, to the three of us? Well, I'm going to just go ahead and answer your question there. Um, first of all, uh, you know, Hanukkah is not a major holiday in the Jewish religion. Uh, Kwanzaa is basically made up by like a crackpot shaman. Uh, nobody actually celebrates Kwanzaa. Um, you know, all these other holidays that happen to fall on December 25th, um, you know, basically it's, it's not real in the sense that, um, you know, it, it, in the sense that Christmas is, right? <laughs> like nobody celebrated Hanukkah, you know, on a large scale, uh, you know, and you know, until it, like basically Christmas comes along and then, oh, okay, no, I celebrate Hanukkah and it's like a much bigger deal now because other people are selling, celebrating Christmas. Um, I don't really think that there's, um, there's not really a, a comparison between these other, these other holidays, so-called holidays that are happening during so Christmas. Called and, so saying, saying that we, and and the fact of the matter is, if you just reverse engineer it and look at it from the opposite perspective, like if, you know, people were celebrating Hanukkah or Yom Kippur and stuff like that, I said, oh, well, you know, I don't think that we should say happy Yom Kippur on our cups this year. We should take that off. Um, you know, like that's offensive to those people. Why can't that be offensive to Christians? You said that before, but no one's saying that. Like you have this idea that people are saying you can't, or, sorry, not idea, but you're, uh, you're suggesting that people can't say Merry Christmas. No one is saying you can't say Merry Christmas. People are saying, hey, instead of Merry Christmas, what if we said this other greeting that, includes, that is a criticism, though. Like, like includes, when you are criti criticizing your wife, you would probably go about it in a very similar way. You know, your your wife, you know, wants to stack the uh, the the dishes that are drying on the counter, uh, <laughs> and, and instead you're saying, "Oh, okay, I like that idea." But instead, how about we do it another way? It's just a nice way of saying, "Fuck that shit." That's not how this is going to be done. In out. Alex, you, you, great point, my man. No, yeah, and, I, and, and so I'm gonna. So you make a, a very valid point. That's a Alex. terrible point. No, you're a valid point. That is an extremely misogynistic point. That it's not based on. Like, I'm sorry, but just so you know, Alex, <laughs> in, in my house, I wash the dishes, and not for any reason about gender gender stereotypes or anything like that. My wife, I believe, has has done a really good job of faking it that she does a bad job of dishes and <laughs> I, I refuse to allow to put no, I, I, I mean I'm just cover. picking like a totally random thing off the top of my head but yeah, the yeah, point yeah. a totally a totally <laughs> random like, very like, stereotypical subtly, thing. like you're subtly nudging people away from the idea of being able to openly celebrate their own religious holiday no one's saying that no one's you're, saying it's subtle. That. And, and you're right you're right nobody is saying hey you can't do this but that, they're saying you shouldn't do this kind of like this is like the definition this is the definition of the, the boogeyman 
you're gonna you're, like you're making a villain out that doesn't exist like saying like this is but but you know here we are i mean sure this year they're saying you know, this year they're saying we shouldn't have you know the the slaves come out but maybe next year they'll say no slaves what what could possibly happen then like well like, are you telling me that next year we're gonna be like okay we got rid of baby it's cold outside and we're all saying happy holidays and the left is going to be satisfied stop stop uh, with the yeah. left yeah, stop yeah, with yeah. the we're left satisfied now oh god i love it. so first of all like like alex respectfully i i hate saying i think i hate that we were all saying respectfully because i know we all respect each other and stuff but <laughs> uh, like alex you're you're a conservative guy and that's fine and, and and that said i still like you anyway so which is you know, I mean, it says a lot of, it says more about me than it does about you, right? Like, <laughs> Problem. You should really reconsider. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but, but I, I think that you look at this and say, okay, um, the, uh, uh, I lost my train of thought now. Uh, damn it. This is somebody else. That's over. what happened three so, hours into a podcast. That's, uh, uh so all I, I, I'm going to basically, and I think that is Sean's subtle way of telling us that everybody has voiced their opinion on this thoroughly enough. I want to move on to another topic okay, okay. Uh, before we close off the okay. episode. Um, and that is uh, canceling Christmas for COVID. Um, you know, basically everybody remembers last year, there was a sort of like a big announcement. Oh, you know, no more than like a few people. Uh, that you should be having indoors, uh, you know, at, at your celebration in, in your house. Um, you know, this year they are, you know, a little bit more open to, to people having more people in their house. I think currently it's 25 people, um, but there's definitely plenty of health units throughout our, our region that, uh, that are only allowing 10 people. Um, I'm curious to see your opinion on this, uh, Sean, because in my opinion, this is my fucking house and I will have anybody and as many people as I want into my fucking house whenever I want. So, I, so I'm just going to throw that over into your, uh, your, your court there. Wow. Uh, so I'll start off by saying, by the way, you're saying plenty. I think there's like maybe three of the like 50 something health units in the province where they have restrictions. Um, so I don't know about, about plenty. Uh, now that said, it could change. And in the next few days, and frankly, you know, in a week, we could be in a very different place. That is not the fault of the woke left. That is not the fault of, uh, of anyone other than this stupid virus that is, you know, been a real pain in our ass for the last uh whatever 21 months or whatever whatever it's been um so i don't know i don't know i'm not sure who you're trying to make out to to be a villain here um because the only villain is covid19 it's the worst it is killing people it is making people sick and it's spreading in a way that hasn't happened since you know the 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 influenza in whatever it was 1918 um, so, so put that aside for a second. And then the idea that you are suggesting it's your house, you get to do whatever you want, which frankly is a fair argument. 
But here's the thing. You don't live um, in a world where you don't interact with other people. So in this case, when we have a global pandemic, what you do in your house affects people literally around the globe. So you don't get to just say, well, it's only, it's my choice. I get to do whatever I want because that's, that's, that's just simply not true. Um, the actions that like, we can only get through this pandemic as a community. We can only get through this pandemic by everyone, um, you know, following the same sort of, you know, marching orders or, or whatever you want to say. Um, the idea that, um, you know, we, we live in this country where we have our own freedom and we can say whatever we want, we can do whatever we want. And that is true to a point. Um, there's an old expression about like, you know, your right to swing your fist. Uh, and, and I'm going to probably get this expression wrong, but it's something like your right to swing your fist ends at the tip of my nose, you know, or mm -hmm. like we, mm -hmm. we have laws in this country. You like, you know, you can't get behind a wheel and drive if you don't have a driver's license. Mm -hmm. And for that matter, if you have had any drugs or alcohol, because guess what? You're not the only person on the road. And obviously there's plenty more examples of all those things. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, I think that at the end of the day, you know, the public health, um, you know, experts, uh, not the politicians necessarily, but specifically the public health um, authorities are saying and doing and prescribing what they think is in the best interests of the highest number of people. And I think that we should follow that. Now, listen, that aside, man, I would love to see my family at Christmas. Yeah. I, I, last year I had Christmas over zoom, much like we're doing yeah. right now. Yeah. That sucked. That was, that was terrible. Um, you know, I, I felt terrible about it, but at the end of the day, I wanted to do everything I could yeah. to keep my family safe. And, uh, you know, and here we are in a new environment and it's easy to say, you know, we've had enough of this pandemic. We're tired about it. We don't want to deal with it anymore. And I agree hundred percent wholeheartedly, but guess what? The pandemic's not done with us. We don't get to decide when this is over. Yeah. And if, uh, if taking a few steps, if, you know, if, if having a small gathering instead of a large gathering is something we can do that might save a few lives, well, then it's, I think it's, it's worth it. So, and, and by the way, stop using cancel as this verb for everything you don't like. <laughs> so I'm going I'm to jump in because I, uh, for once in this conversation, I am going to wholeheartedly show you that I am a modest and that I'm center because I'm going to swing over to Sean's side on this one. Sorry, Alex. Oh. Uh, and I'm actually very biased. Let me tell you, I am very biased when it comes to this Christmas because guys, I kid you not, um, my fiance has a, just got a new uh, setting for her engagement ring. We are set to get married in two weeks tomorrow. And you can bet that I have been watching every single news story that comes, that comes uh, anything where Justin Trudeau speaks or, or the, or any of the uh, medical officers um, uh, for the federal government or, or even, you know, Doug Ford, whenever they have an announcement, I am, I am watching that like a hawk because I don't want my wedding to get canceled. I have a very small, modest wedding of 16 people planned. And I hope every single day that we don't put up any, any further restrictions because everyone that's going to my wedding has had their shots. Um, there's going to, we're going to be socially distanced. Everyone's going to be wearing masks. 
Um, everyone's going to be playing by the rules. So as far as I can see, when I, when it comes to the bias of my wedding, for sure, I don't want anything. I don't want any further restrictions, but, but I think Sean makes a very valid point in that, you know, maybe, you know, we have to make sacrifices. And I remember I was in that same boat talking, going back to Christmas now, um, of 2020, I was in that same boat where myself, I was doing a zoom call with my, with, with, with my three aunts and my, my mom and, uh, uncles and all that. And it sucked, but at least we did something. At least we had some connection over Zoom, which is better than nothing. Imagine 20 years ago when there was no Zoom, even 15 years ago when there was no sort of streaming, video streaming capabilities where you could actually get together in a in a web room and actually stream with someone. So thankfully we at least had Zoom. Um, but uh, but the thing is like, Sean, you're right, man. Like if, if I can have a smaller gathering and, and, and make sure that, you know, again, people that are in my home have had the vaccination being double vaxxed, preferably, and, and even now a third vaccination or reduce that from a gathering of 20 down to 15 or even 10. I think we all have to, if we all take those steps, number one, getting the booster vaccine. And then number two, the other step is reducing the amount of people that you spend uh, time with in your bubble. I think is responsible. And Alex, I get what you're saying about you owning your house. And you know, if you want to um, hang out with some hookers and do some some blow in your house, like that's 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 yeah, at the ex- dis- discretion of the person who's that, inside that's their the home. Goal. That's the and ultimate that's the goal, goal, right? No, but joking joking aside, like that's I a, a classic what, Alex Christmas right there. Cross, classic <laughs> Alex Christmas, <laughs> definitely a white Christmas where Alex, where Alex <laughs> is used to. No, but no, joking joking aside, completely joking um, aside. Um, I get what you're saying, Alex, about being the man of your domain and owning your house and being able to make decisions. But I think I do have to side with Sean on this one where it's in the greater good for not only everyone to get their booster shot or goodness forbid their first and second vaccinations as soon as humanly possible, but also being cognizant um, of when you have a gathering, maybe cutting it down from, from, you know, 15 to seven, right? I'm going to interject here. So... I see what you guys are saying. Obviously, you know, your your actions have an effect on the rest of society. And, you know, certainly when it comes to something like planning a wedding, you know, nobody wants to, um, you know, have a, a hundred person wedding and then have, you know, 10 people die as a result of your wedding. You know, that's problematic, right? What I'm saying is when it comes to your your personal house, your domain, um, you know, are we going to live in a society where it's okay for the COVID police to go door to door, you know, knocking on your door, uh, you know, basically shutting shutting down your house, <laughs> you know, for for having your family members over for Christmas? Alex, have you ever That's had? A, a hold on, stop. Let, okay, I let you talk for like. Yeah, sorry, sorry, time. sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Okay, so um, so this is this is a problem for me. Just across the river in Gatineau, the 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 police were very overzealous about this last year. They went door to door basically, and they they did arrest people in their own homes for for hanging out with their family members. Um, I don't want to live in a society like that, uh, you know. And and people will tell me, oh well, you know, listen, we all need to band together. This, right now, we are in a wartime footing, you know. And I can understand that, you know, perspective to an extent. However, you know, during the war, we would 
give up our lives to protect our freedoms. And now we are giving up our freedoms to protect some lives. Oh my God. <laughs> are you kidding me, Alex? <laughs> All right. That was a good point and you've got nothing to say to that. Jesus yeah. Christ, your freedoms, <laughs> please. Like no, that's 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 false at all. You're, you, like, and also the idea that like, like the the best argument you can come up with is we give up our freedoms to save lives. Okay, like I'm sure that if we went back to the 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 veterans that fought in the wars and said, "What if we saved everyone's life?" They'd be like, "Oh, that sounds pretty good." All, and what do you have to do? Do you have to like? Do you have to become a Nazi? No, you just have to stay home for a few days. It's it's really pretty simple. Order takeout instead of going to dine in at a restaurant. I think everything's going to be fine. At the beginning of the pandemic, I heard an old older gentleman. I think he was like seventy five years old or something like that, discussing this on the news, and he said, "You know what? If if I die." you know, in the, you know, if I die as a result of my children and my grandchildren, not having to wear a cloth mask on their face, um, not having to, um, you know, have people policing how many, you know, how many people are in their houses, um, you know, basically entering a, you know, a weird medical dictatorship. Um, if that, if that causes me to lose my life, then I will be glad that I lost my life for yeah. that reason. First of all, what? you're okay. saying insane words here. That I remember that exact quote. It was a Texas Republican, if I'm not mistaken. And it's the most absurd thing I ever heard. Because I can tell you right now that that grandson or granddaughter wouldn't be like, Grandpa, uh, thank Thank you so much for dying so I don't have to wear this cloth mask. I'm pretty sure that the grandson and granddaughter would be like, no, granddad, it's fine. Like you went to go fight on the other side of the ocean. Sure, we can wear a cloth mask for a little while. It's not a big deal. And this idea that like, yeah. Yeah. you know, put, sorry, you go ahead, Andrew. I, thought, no, no, I, thought I was, was just, I was just nodding and agreeing. <laughs> no, I was just... I'm so sorry to interrupt. I was just going, yes, because I agree with you. And, and again, throughout the most of the conversation, I've kind of been on kind of Alex's side of the table here. And, and I think now that we've switched into this new topic, I, I agree. And um, I think that I think I'm a, I would consider myself, whether we all agree with each other or not, I would consider myself, generally speaking, to be a, someone who looks at towards the middle and, at, and quite frankly, a common sense. And I think common sense, <laughs> I think common sense says, especially in this context, laugh, laugh if you will, but. No, I'm, I'm just, I just, I just love the idea that I would consider myself to be, you know, like, you know, really smart and level-headed. <laughs> I would consider myself to be. I, I would consider myself that as well. I think so, we all yeah, would. Sure. Right. But I think, I, think that, <laughs> I think what I'm saying is I typically align myself to common sense. I think common sense is get a fucking vaccine, get a booster shot. And if you can limit your, your gatherings, limit your gatherings. And, and it's, and again, it's a small, very small sacrifice to make in order for the greater good. Um, and I think we, if we combine both the, the um, being more prudent and vigilant when it comes to gatherings and washing your hands and, and social distancing and wearing masks in, in, in company of say, let's say you're in the office, right? And you're wearing a just wear a mask, social distance, all that stuff. If we do all those things in combination with 
vaccines, common sense would dictate that we will be COVID free um, sooner than later. Oh, that elusive common sense. That elusive it's common, common sense. sense. Common. I'm speaking some common sense tonight here, boys. I know. And actually, dare like I'm gonna. I feel like I've said dare I say like far too many times tonight. So <laughs> take a drink every time I say it. dare I said. Um, but I, you know, I will say um, I think one of the things about like th this pandemic is that you know we we cannot predict what is going to come next. And so the idea that uh, that someone can be like, our, including me, like, I, listen, I've done everything that the public health officials and for that matter, politicians have told me to do. I, I have I've stayed home when I've been told to stay home. I've limited my contacts when I've been told to limit my contacts. I wash my hands. I wear my mask. I, I social distance. I got my vaccines as soon as I possibly could. You know, I've done all those things. And I think it's easy to say like, okay, I've done everything you asked me to do. Now, you know, now you want me to do something else. Well, that's it. Now I've lay off. Enough. Now lay off. Yeah. Like I, I would agree with you. I got my vaccine the day that the vaccine became available to my age group. And, and you might yeah. be surprised at that, but I actually, I wanted to get vaccinated. I wanted to do my part. I've worn a mask in every store I've ever gone into over the last two years. Um, but, you know, at a certain point, we have to admit like this, this epidemic is now endemic. It's just going around. We're all going to get it whether you're vaccinated or not vaccinated, you are going to get, hold on, just say it with me. Just say it with me. I am going to get COVID. And you can feel your anal sphincter just like release when you say that. <laughs> going, I am going to get COVID. And when we all say that, it's just like, okay, wait a minute. You know, this is like, I, I know I, I don't want to draw comparisons to the flu because this is not the flu. It's something totally weirder and more fucked up, cooked up in a Chinese lab. Way oh, more fucked up. Um, the thing is, is like what, like what I'm saying is you I, will relax when you realize that we're all going to get it. And, yeah. and thank God that there is this medical miracle vaccine. Um, you know, that that does reduce the amount of deaths and hospitalizations. I think there's very clear uh, statistics to show that it that it helps with that. But the reality is like locking down, uh, forcing people not to spend Christmas with their loved ones. At this point, it is pointless. I, OK, first of all, let me say it very clearly. I am going to get COVID-19 at some point. I have felt that for a long time. And certainly- Do you feel it the, in your anus? Does your anus just like loosen up when you say that? <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question. But, but I will say that like, I, I've felt that for a long time and I've certainly felt it much more in the last you know, several days. This, this Omicron variant is extremely transmissible. Um, I, I think it was on Monday that uh, Dr... I uh, can't remember his first name, but Dr. Uni, who is the head of the Ontario Science Table, he gave some interviews on Monday that were stunning. I mean, shocking. Among other things, he said, like, this is going to touch everyone everywhere. 
there will be very few people that will not get in, infected. And, and I think we're, we're in a different sort of phase of this pandemic than we've ever been before. And, and I agree with Alex in many oh, ways, there we go. but, but the reality is like, you're sitting here saying, you know, you know, I, I you know, I'm done following the rules. I I've done everything I was supposed to do. I, how long are we going to go on with this? like the fact is the virus doesn't care it doesn't have feelings it doesn't care about your freedoms it doesn't care about anything all it wants to do is infect as many people as possible and in many cases you know make those people sick and 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 kill them and and so like if we could just hold out a little longer and maybe it's maybe it's more vaccines like listen we didn't get out of the you know the the like spanish flu the smallpox, you know, all, all these other things without, you know, medical intervention. And, and it has been going well so far. It also, I, I think this is maybe the fastest we've ever been able to come up with um, a vaccine as we have. And, and so what we get a, we get a third dose. It's not a big deal. Like I can tell you right now is a very tough, brave person. It doesn't hurt. You know, it's fine. Two um, weeks to slow the spread. You're saying two weeks to slow the spread. Just hang on for just a little bit longer. No, I, I'm not saying that. I, I'm absolutely not saying that. And, and I and like and I and I'm I, I share your um, uh, you know, uh, like comedy about the idea that I I still can't believe that in March we were saying like okay, two weeks to flatten the curve. This will be no problem. We could we could spend two weeks inside. Oh, maybe it's three weeks. Okay, fine, no big deal. Here we are, obviously, you know, approaching the second year mark. I, I get that. I absolutely understand that. Uh, believe me, I would love for this pandemic to be over. The woke left wants the pandemic to be over, um, but it doesn't really matter what we want. Um, we have a variant which was predicted and uh, something that the you know the best you know, members of the medical science community said was possible. And here we are. And, and, and this is it. So, you know, that said, we also have a solution. It turns out that like three doses of this, this vaccine, the, the, in particular, one of the MRNA vaccines is like super effective. So like, like all we have to do is if we could just not go to you know, a, a Leafs game for a, for a few weeks, mm -hmm. we might be able to, to get mm -hmm. through this. And I think that that's yeah. a pretty small sacrifice. Yeah. And that said also, like, again, as I said before, Zoom Christmas sucks. You know, I felt you know bad about it last year, but that was the thing I wanted to do to keep my uh, family safe. I would really like to be able to gather with my family this year if things stay the way they somewhat are right now, and even the path we're on, I hope to be able to gather with my, you know, my mom and dad and sister and her, her uh, boyfriend, and then my wife's, you know, father and, and her brother. I hope I can do that. Now, that said, I'm not going to have a party with, you know, 30 aunts and uncles and relatives yeah. and everything else. Yeah. Because not just because like, I'm sitting here saying like, you know, uh, that like that, that, that would be, um, you know, against the rules it, because it would be disrespectful for the lives and well being of the people that I care and love. That's all it is. I, in uh -huh. fact, through this entire pandemic, 
I've really never been concerned that I would get sick and die. And maybe I will like these, you know, these, these podcast words might be my, um, you know, the, the, the death of me or whatever, but well, I hope, I certainly hope not. That'd be a pretty sad way to go out. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But, but like, that's never been a concern of me. My, my greatest fear has been the idea that I would get sick and then I would give that virus to someone I love and care about, you know, and likely someone who, who, you know, might be more vulnerable, like good. Like I could not imagine how I would feel if I decided to, you know, uh, you know, say, you know, screw this to the rules and then end up, you know, my grandmother uh, is in hospital or my, you know, my, one of my parents or, or for that matter, a friend of mine. So anyway, so like, sure, we can sit here and say like, don't tell me what to do. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, live in fear, yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, why can't we think about this much like I said about the whole Christmas cancel thing? Why can't we think about this in a positive way? Instead of it being canceled Christmas, why can't it be let's include other people in the holiday season? Instead of being like you can't go out at Christmas, why can't it be we protect those that we care about and love the most? I think, I think um, you owe a great debt of gratitude to everybody that pushes back against these things. Because if there's nobody to push back against it, then eventually it all just goes to shit. Next thing you know, we're in just like this fucked up medical dictatorship. You know, whatever the, the lead medical doctor of the country says goes, and, and that's that. I don't Show know. me a paper. I, I want to say, I think it's a good thing that there are people on both sides of the aisle, um, you know, both, you know, extremely careful about COVID and then people that are extremely careful about their civil rights um, oh coming God. together and, and arguing these things out. And at least there is, as a result of that, somewhat of, a, of the quote unquote common sense balance. I was going to say it all comes down to the common sense. Look no further. <laughs> Listeners, look and listen no further because common sense right here guys. Somewhere in the middle. <laughs> like like Alex, oh, you sound me. respectfully uh, I know I said take a hold on, take a drink. No, but like the idea, like you sound like an insane person right now who is <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry, but the idea that like, no, there's, there's both opinions matter. No, like this is science. Like, I'm sorry, but like two plus two equals four. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're the woke left or the far right, two plus two equals four. And I think that when we're in a situation like this, where we have a global pandemic and we have a virus that doesn't give a shit what your political affiliation is, you need to say, okay, let's follow what the like overwhelming majority of the medical community say. And of course, there's going to be one doctor here or one doctor there who says, no, I think we should inject ourselves with bleach. Well, let's not follow that one doctor. <laughs> let's follow what the overwhelming medical community says, regardless of political affiliation, because that doesn't matter. 
that's never mattered when you're dealing with something like this. And, and I hate that everything has, has become political. Like, it's absurd. I, I don't know the exact numbers, so I'm going to make some up. But in the United States, it's something like the, the Democrats are like 80-something percent uh, vaccinated, and the Republicans are like, I don't know, 50 or 60 percent vaccinated. That's absurd. The science doesn't change from one political party to the other. It makes no sense whatsoever. The priorities change. Well, no, no, the priorities. Like, I'm sorry, but if you believe in freedom and being able to live your life, then get a fucking vaccine. That's the only way out of this. And also look at fucking history. It all says that like, this is the only way out of this. There's no, there's no like free. And I know that you obviously got your vaccine or, or at least you've, uh, told me you have, and I believe you. So, like, like you know, like, I, th- then what is the problem here? Like, that's the only way out of this is to get, like, follow the science, follow medicine, listen to public health professionals, because their whole goal in life is to just save lives. Like, I, I like, look at us, the three of us. Res- uh, okay, respectfully, I'm going to take a drink again. Take a drink. Okay. You said the word respectfully. Um, but uh, but at the end of the day. Like the three of us, we like we don't like no one lives or dies based on what we do at work today. These scientists and doctors and epidemiologists like that is what they do. The things that they, you know, conclude and the things that they share and the things that they ask us to do as a, you know, uh, as a society, lives hang in the balance. Well, true. why don't we go ahead and just listen to them? Yeah. And honestly, Sean, like I'm going to, I'm going to end this podcast as we get towards the end here um, on your side, man. I know we, we haven't, we haven't um, agreed on a lot of things tonight, but one of the things I will agree on is everyone doing their part. Um, And I'm saying that, I'm saying that, I'm saying that as someone who's, I'm actually legitimately very worried that I'm going to have to cut guests for my wedding in two weeks because this thing, they're going to rein in the numbers at the same time even though it pains me and I've actually had to cancel my wedding before. And I know you have canceled your wedding before Alex as well. So you and, and Keisha have, have, have um, canceled the wedding. And so I, it's such a pain in the ass to cancel a wedding and then have to reschedule and stuff. But I think at the end of the day, like to Sean's point, it is a small sacrifice for me to, to cut a people, a couple people off my guest list potentially is a very small sacrifice to make compared to someone who is lying on a, you know, in a hospital bed on a ventilator fighting for their life. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, there's, there's no question, you know, we all, (laughs) I can't, I can't argue with someone who agrees with me. So (laughs) we, we all had to make a lot of sacrifices during the pandemic. Um, You know, I, I think that there is a certain limit and, and in my humble opinion, the day that vaccines became available to all adults and everyone who is susceptible to the virus, the pandemic was over. It's over. Um, you know, basically, you have the the power to either make that decision for yourself um, to get vaccinated or not, and and you know potentially face those consequences. That's a personal decision that you can make, um, and. I, I just don't believe that we're affecting our, our you know, vaccinated, morally superior neighbors uh, by deciding not to get vaccinated. Um, you know, I, I, well, I think that it's, it's been 
<laughs> like, I'm not, like I'm not you're wrong on that. The, like, I'm not going to dig into the science of no, it. But you, I don't, but you I don't are. No, but that is the like. What do you mean you're not going to get into the science? The only yeah. thing to get into if, is the like, science. If, if you and are you're wrong, if you are vaccinated, then you have made a great personal health decision, and I think that you've done a very good job of safeguarding yourself against serious illness and hospitalization. And I think that's an excellent decision. But now we're at the point where we're forcing people to leave their jobs. Uh, we're forcing. Oh into poverty oh how dare we how dare yeah. we have consequences at my company a hundred people at my company were forced to leave their jobs these people have children these people have families and they they just made a different decision for whatever reason maybe yeah. hot theories who knows but it doesn't matter the fact of the matter is we're forcing people out of their jobs and fucking up people's lives in very real ways for something that poses a very minor risk to oh the Oh my rest God, of a minor risk. Like there are thousands of people in this province who are dead. Um, I, I believe today in the United States, the death toll just passed 800,000. So don't yeah. give me this bullshit yeah. about like, oh, it's a minor thing. It's your own personal choice. Because it isn't, it isn't. Yeah. And the things, the things that you decide to do affect other people. And, and frankly, like, that's it. That's all there is. And the idea that like, it is a personal choice. Are, no one, and are, I, by the way, you have a almost 0% chance of getting seriously ill and going to the hospital. Sorry, um, I, I missed the beginning of that. What do, who, who has a 0% chance? What? Like, like you have a very minute chance of getting seriously ill if you're in your mid twenties, or not to mention if you have been infected by the disease in the past. But, if you have natural immunity, um, okay. you have. First of all, like that's that's bullshit. Um, but let's imagine what you're saying is. I wish I could use your argument for everything in life. Just it doesn't exist. No, it it's, doesn't it's, exist. Okay. I I will back that up with <laughs> natural an immunity doesn't exist. <laughs> no, that, that's a fair thing, but I will back that up with a, an argument, which is that you're saying, oh, if you're in your 20s, you have an almost zero percent chance of dying. First of all, and almost I'm not, I'm not quoting actual statistics there, just for oh. the record. I know yeah. that it's a very very small percentage. Well, of that's that's rather convenient that you don't quote actual statistics. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it pretty easy to make your argument, doesn't it? Um, no, because listen, first of all, it's not just about the 20 something that is most likely to recover if they get sick. They don't only affect themselves. In fact, with the Omicron uh, uh, virus, the, like the, the uh, I'm going to probably screw up the pronunciation of this. I believe it's an R not the the number of people that one person infects is anywhere between like three and eight so like i'm sorry alex but if you decide to make some and i'm not i'm not pointing i know you're not you know i i know you're not just going out there hanging out at all the you know the orgies in town looking to you know contract some coronavirus but you but like let's that. say but let's but I mean, say who knows right <laughs> yeah. well, no absolutely i mean let's leave a little doubt there um but, but let's say you go out and you get sick i'm sorry but the statistics tell you you are going to make especially with this omicron 
probably somewhere in the ballpark of five to six other people sick. Yeah. Well, then it's not your own personal choice. Yeah. You know, and it's no different, frankly, than drinking and driving. Like, sure, I have a right to drive an automobile as long as I have taken the appropriate, uh, appropriate, you know, uh, uh, certification to be able to get my driver's license and learn how to operate uh, a car and the rules of the road. And we all prescribe to those things. And I have to wear a seatbelt and so on and so forth. But then I have like, you know, drink three bottles of wine and get behind the wheel. Well, it's not just me I'm affecting. Yeah. It, you know, I, I can very is, well hurt the, other, other like people. This is fear-mongering, though, because you realize it's not, that... It's not fear-mongering. No, no, look, it is, it is fear-mongering because we all know that COVID is coming to a house near you. Yeah, it, but, no, everyone that, is going to get it. So, so by saying, oh, three to eight people are going to get infected because of you... It doesn't matter. It everybody is going to get infected. Okay. Make you know the decision. Are you going to protect yourself or not? That's your decision. All right. I I disagree with your point, but you know what? Not to protect yourself. I never I never said that. I I personally did, even though I am a young and relatively healthy individual. I did make that decision to protect myself i don't know but here's i've had a few everybody is going to get it so by yeah. by pushing these things like oh you know you're infecting x amount of people it doesn't matter it's endemic endemic means everybody's gonna get it and it's just gonna keep going around and I, at point we don't eat, we don't know maybe it will never burn itself out this might just be in perpetuity you're right. It, it may very well be. And, and, and dare I say, first of all, I've had a few meals with you I, I'm, I, and where I think that you've made some bad choices. I'm not sure that you're that healthy a guy that you're professing. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> competition right now. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. And, and, and you make a good point about uh, seriously, Alex, you do make a good point that like, we're probably like, literally, the three of us are probably at some point going to get um, co coronavirus. I, I don't think as any of any of us have had it before. No, maybe we don't no. know. We don't have no. access to testing. Okay. All right. All right. Easy. Pay <laughs> we, don't have, we don't have antibody testing in Canada. Yeah. All right. If we're if we're going to okay, easy. We haven't had it. As far as we know, we're probably going to get it. You're actually like, Alex, like take yes for an answer. I'm actually agreeing with you. You make a good point. We're probably going to get it. But here's the thing. You know, you could sit here and say, oh, we're probably going to get, you're probably going to be infected. And certainly we are, whether it's a matter of days, weeks, months, years, for sure. This, this thing is not going away. It's so transmissible. It's going to affect, um, you know, infect and affect you know, everyone in some way. In Why shut down Christmas? Why cancel Christmas? No, 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 no. Hang on. You, you don't get to. You don't get to interrupt. Um, which is a fair. It is a fair argument. Like, like that. That is a fair argument to make. But here's the difference. We only have a limited amount of healthcare in this province, in this country, and frankly, on this earth. There is no country on the planet that has the amount of, uh, you know, healthcare capacity that can handle a full-blown, let's do nothing and, and let coronavirus infect mm -hmm, everyone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and I don't want to be a downer on, on this, but I'm going to speak from a, a place that is close to me. My mother-in-law had breast cancer. She had a screening scheduled. It was postponed due to COVID-19. 
she ended up dying from breast cancer. Breast cancer oh. is something that is like 90 something percent, you know, survival rate. It's, it's, it's extremely survivable. She died. Now, can I sit here and say with definitive, you know, proof that had she have had that screening, you know, she would have lived. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not, but I can tell you that there are thousands and thousands of people that are waiting for surgeries for yeah. tests in, yeah. in, in just in this province in Ontario that have been delayed because the healthcare system has had to focus on those people with COVID-19. And quite frankly, in the last several months, those people with COVID-19 are those who are not vaccinated. The, like, yeah. it's one thing, yeah. yes, you can still get COVID-19 while you get vaccinated, but those people who get hospitalized are much less likely to be vaccinated. Those people who end up in the ICU are much less likely to be vaccinated. And those people who end up on a uh, ventilator and dying are almost certainly unvaccinated people. And that takes hospital capacity away from those who have made a choice, a community choice yeah. to do the right thing, yeah. get a vaccine, stay home when there's some risk and try to mitigate those things as much as possible. That, that's all it is. This is. It's one thing to sit here and say, me, 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 I want to celebrate Christmas the way we did in 2019. And I agree. I'm with you. I want those things too. But at what cost? And I think at some point mm -hmm. we have to say, mm -hmm. okay, let's, let's not just care about the people that are close to us, but let's care about our fellow neighbor, our, you yeah. know, our, the members of our community and everything else. And what can we do to try to protect each other? And I, like, this is not going to go on forever. And we can sit here and say, Oh, it's a slippery slope. Fuck that shit. Like, like no one in, in 19, you know, 18 was saying it's a slippery slope when all their friends were dying. Like, no, like, let's try to save people. Now we already have a vaccine that works really well. And if we get third doses, we're probably going to reduce that strain on the hospital capacity in, yeah. a, in a large way. And who knows, maybe we have to get four dose. Maybe we have to get six doses. I don't give a shit. It, again, I'm a very brave boy. It doesn't even hurt when the needle goes in. It'll be fine. Let's get 100 vaccines. Who cares if it saves the lives of the people that we love and care about? Yeah, true. Um, I, I do want to wrap up soon. I know a few of us have work days tomorrow and early starts, but I just I will I, I will add one further point around. And, and again, agreeing with Sean on this on this latter part of the podcast here. Um, I have a couple relatives. Um, my aunt is a retired nurse, and I do believe that for quite some time she was still active. Like she was, she went from being a practicing nurse to actually teaching new nurses who are up and coming into the into the industry and, and kind of helping training them as well, right? And her daughter, my cousin, is also a nurse, and the list goes on. I also have, you know, my cousin's um, wife is a is a per professional. Um, support worker and all that sort of stuff. So I have quite a few relatives um, who, are, who are working in some way, shape or form, whether it's geriatrics or working as a nurse or personal um, support worker. And every time we do something to dissent against vaccines, every time that we have that 13th or 14th or 15th person into our house, every time we, you know, uh, sneeze and don't cover our mouths, we're, we're, um, we're, we're kind of insulting them a little bit. 
I because these people are heroes. I mean, my cousin, who's around my age, um, in addition to raising her her young boy and having a family, she is working double shifts, long hours in the hospital. Um, she's had to make a lot of sacrifices and she has seen a lot of shit during this pandemic and she has worked her ass off. And she's just one example of all these medical workers who are in day and out, day in and day out in the trenches. And I think every time that we make that exception for ourselves to say, well, well it's just, it's just another couple people at the party. Um, it's actually a kick in the ass of everyone who's been on those front lines in the, in the medical trenches um, to say, I don't respect you enough to uh, make a small sacrifice for myself. All right. Well, if, yeah. if you guys really think that not having your family over for Christmas is going to stop this virus in its tracks, more power to you. I think we should end it on that note, guys. I, I think some really <laughs> good points have been made all sides here. And uh, thank you, Sean, for uh, for giving us your insight here. I think we really needed like a, a spokesperson from the woke left. Oh my God. <laughs> um, you know, I just want to, I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas yeah. um, and a happy Christian holiday. Um, you know, <laughs> again, thank you guys for uh, joining us. Remember that that little subscribe button at the top, uh, the top of your screen there it's like three little dots with a couple lines joining them. Um, uh, subscribe and share. Uh, you know, that is the equivalent of giving us a standing ovation. So thanks again and have a great week. See you next time. Merry Christmas, everyone. Ho, ho, ho.